Hi, Miss Laura. Hello. I just realized I've dirt. Oh, you're breaking up where I am. I'm not sure which. Try again. Oh, hello. Hello. There we go. Hi. There we go. Okay. Okay. <sighs> I was saying, like, I um, dropped my kid off at school and then I was trying to go do something. It didn't work out. So I came home and I was like, I have 30 minutes. And so I started digging around in my garden and I came to the call and there was like dirt all over. <laughs> oh well you guys don't care no how's everybody no. doing today pretty good yeah taking off a cold so oh yeah <laughs> there's a stomach flu going around my house so i was wondering if oh. i was gonna catch it or not so far so good fingers crossed <laughs> Yep. Well, um, does either one of you, I'm not sure if it's just us two, three or not, but does either one of you want to go first? Is any preference? Well, my boy needs to cuddle first. So oh. <laughs> if I could just, oh. if I could just go second, he would really like that. He needs okay. some affection. That sounds like a really good reason to go second. I like that. Okay. <laughs> if Laura's okay with that, of course. Yes, yes, of course. I don't think anyone's ever upset about going first. Unless they don't know what they want to say and they need to think about it, maybe. Yeah, I, my brain is kind of fuzzy right now, but I'll fuzzy. just kind of yeah, talk do, and do the thing out. and we'll, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, looking at my calendar for the week and I was like, oh, I have like a lot of social things coming up and I want to make sure that I'm like being intentional in, in all of this. Um, so tomorrow morning, I need to hear back from her still, but I'm supposed to meet up with a woman who I met at the retreat that I went to in April. Um, so that would be our first time reconnecting in person. Nice. Um, yeah. And then um, on Sunday, I'm going to that uh, tea party thing. Yay! Yeah, so that'll be fun. And um, before that, I'm doing like, okay, I am into reality TV. And so mm -hmm. I'm going okay. to- I like, I like reality <laughs> TV sometimes. Yeah. I'm going to this watch party on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night. For Vanderpump Rules on Bravo. I don't know that one. Well, it's uh, there's a lot of drama, and okay. uh, it's been in the news quite a bit because of it. <laughs> I try to stay out of the news. That would be why. Yeah, I I do too. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, watch party. Does that just out of curiosity? Um, you obviously like these people. Are there any other? connection points in there you know what's art. funny i i'm going to this watch party i've met the host once at like an event pre-covid um that's the only person i kind of know so this is like oh, wow. a whole new group of ladies for me i'm just gonna walk in and be like hey <laughs> i'm me i'm me yeah we watch the show so we have that in common that's cool so you've got three social events coming up this week 
Anything else? Yes. Oh, I have a fourth social event um, on Saturday going to my friend's house. It's a like a family friendly thing. So bringing the kids and everything. She's having something really cool, an art and charcuterie party. So she's going to have all these like canvases set up in her backyard where we can just like splash paint. And then everybody brings like a fun charcuterie board with like a theme. Um, so that's a lot that. Right? It sounds really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to that too. Oh, okay. So your question is, how do I make the most of all this? Yeah, and being intentional and um, kind of circling things back to my art whenever it makes sense to. Right. So are you, is your intention to kind of keep your uh, rotation, your consistent income rotation in line with the groups? So this would be a visibility month for you. Does that sound, or do you even know? I don't even, yeah, I don't even know. I could use So if you don't know, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, well, I could use some commission. So I am in a money now phase. Okay. Well, just because it's visibility doesn't mean that we're not also selling. It just means that um, we don't necessarily have sales events going on. Um, how's your week how's your month looking like when I say that I mean like obviously you're very busy this week mm -hmm. do you have time and space to try to do some sort of sales event or would it be better to find all of these new people this month and start nurturing to make sales I think the nurturing makes sense while staying open to, of course, if, if of course. sale happens, then sale happens. Yeah. But another piece of the puzzle is I'm doing a retreat in collaboration with my friends on June 10th, where it's going to be a half day event on a Saturday morning. She's going to do a dance, yoga, meditation and then we're going to do a photo shoot of the women and then I'm going to paint them afterward. Mm -hmm. Like that's the whole idea. So I don't know if I should be like promoting my commissions more or that retreat more because promoting that retreat is like getting is a commission. Yeah. Right. Okay. So all of these things that you are going to, how much is the retreat? Four ninety-seven. So what are you, what percentage of that are you getting? So she is she is looking at it as a way to get more people into her circle. She's doing like a women's circle subscription type of thing. So she's basically not gonna take much on this event so that she can pay me for the commissions. Cool. Cause I know that you had talked about like we were getting up into the four or $500 range. And so when you said 497, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking it would be a sm like eight by 10. I'd go back to the smaller size with the option to upsell 
because I'll have the larger artworks there. So that mm. you're like, if you want this, then that's an additional $100 or whatever. That sounds reasonable. Okay, so if it were me, I would totally promote the event. Okay. Because you're getting the same amount of money and they get this whole experience with it and you are uh, really being supportive of this person who's being supportive of you, which I know is in line with your values. And so it's almost like buy a commission from me, get a retreat as a bonus. Yeah. Is almost the way that that's working out. So I think that that's what I would say, but I wouldn't say that in my content. I'd say sure. that more like to individuals, like, hey, hint, hint, just so you know, if you, like, if you are talking about your work and about commissions and about how all that stuff goes, um, this is kind of a special deal where you're gonna get a commission out of it and you get to go to the retreat and it's the same price. Yeah, I like that. That's a good point. I mean, they get the whole experience. Mm -hmm. And if they're into whatever you're painting, they're gonna 90% of them are gonna be into the retreat. Yeah, it's very aligned. Mm -hmm. So to that end, how can we take that even further in our content maybe and um, promote the event, promote her promote um like really make our content centered around the ideas that she's promoting for the event um yes so, if you attend you also get a commission right um i'm going to be painting her so that can be part of it mm -hmm. um and she's the one where I'm going to do the starry sky behind her and ask people in her community to paint the stars with me at the end. So that can kind of all fold into it. I was also thinking like, it would be really cool to do like, um, I don't know what you'd call it, like an email takeover or something like that. Like she's got, yeah, yeah she's got her email list. And so she sends out emails that are just like, um, there's a class coming up, like very like informational um but I could uh put together a series that's more like storytelling about the experience of being in one of her classes and the experience of getting um some you know commission done by me um just in a way that's a lot more like personal and friendly do you uh do you know how many people she has on her email list I don't I can ask I don't know that it necessarily matters but yeah if you're spending a lot of time and there's only 10 people on our list maybe it's worth it actually it might still be worth it mm. i would say that's a great idea okay so here's where my head is at concerning all things what you're talking about this mm -hmm. really is a great visibility month for you i know where you're talking i want to make sales but it's not like the whole cycle there's not it's not separate. It all yeah. works together. Um, and you are, so here's the point of the visibility month is to promote your, your smalls 
And in a way, that's kind of what you're doing because they're still getting this thing. It's still the same price, but they get all this other stuff. So it's like bonus time. Would I put that in the curriculum for visibility month? Probably not, but the way it works in my head, it still works. The other thing that you're doing is you are collaborating with someone and you're going to all these events to meet new people. So really, you are having a very successful visibility month, even though you didn't mean to. The point is to find new ideal art buyers, to find new leads, and to promo something that's an easy yes to, to buy. And you are doing all of those things. The trick here is to be extremely intentional about one, like you said, bringing in your art into the conversation as much as possible. And we've talked about that several times. And if we need to talk about it again, we can, but I feel like you have a, a pretty good grip on that. Um, the other thing is being really intentional about when you find someone who is a match, adding them to your list. Where's my, I'm gonna go find something real quick. Give me just a sec. Now, never mind. I thought it was close by, but it's not. Um, have we started our ideal art buyer list yet? Our orbit list? I have not like typed it out. I know that you've been really good about meeting people and following up with them, but it's starting to stack up. Yeah. And I think that this is a really important practice for you to start okay because you I think you're getting to the point where you can probably see how you can start forgetting people like yeah that maybe you were talking to in November and you're like wait who I don't remember I just remember last month or the month before that um So as you are having these conversations with these new people and you are determining that they are a match for you, we want to one in the back end, we add them to our orbit list, but also two on the front end be like, oh, I'd love to stay in touch. Would you like to join my blah, blah, blah. So your email list, is it your Instagram? Think about where do I want my central hub to be in it ask them to join you there because then you get their contact information as well, but also they can start getting content from you. So it's not only Laura touch point, Laura touch point. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It does make sense. Okay. Um, so if I were to do an email takeover, 
I'd have to sort mm -hmm. out the details of like how many emails and the frequency da, da, da. Would it make sense to also send those same emails to my list? I mean, there's a small overlap between my list and her list. And then, so yeah. I think what I was thinking about that as you were talking, um, I would ask her <laughs> if she is interested in flip-flopping, like you do one for her, she do one for you. Uh -huh. It sounds like she's not much of an email writer, so she may say, no, not really, uh -huh. and that's fine. And if she says no, then I probably would do double duty. Because essentially, yes, you are promoting her, but any sales she makes are actually your sales. Uh -huh. Okay. I would recommend three. Any more than that's too much work. Any less than that, they might not read it. Mm -hmm. um, when it, Very rarely do I do email takeovers. I probably like to do more of them. But um, when I do, I have a link to the previous emails. I try to make it like a mm. series where they flow together and say, oh, if you wanted to read the first part, you can click here. I love that. And then also some sort of way for them to join your email list. Mm -hmm. Hit reply and let me know if you want emails from me or here's a landing page or um, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Whatever's the easiest so you can actually get it done. Okay. I've actually at this point created a landing page that I use as a template when I do something like that. So I can just copy it and change a couple of words mm -hmm. and say, hey, Sarah's group, it's so good to see you. Thanks for having me for that talk or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Here's that freebie I promised you. If you don't like that one, here's a different one. <laughs> like how, how many times can I get you to say yes to me? Yes is a click. Yes is a sign up for the email. Yes is a rewatch the, or read, read the first email. Like anything that is a yes, I would like more is good. So give them some chances to do that. And don't make it super complicated. Just think about in the future, how would I like to do it? And how can I take one little step to implement that this time? Okay. So three emails, would you do those back to back or how would you space those out? I would either do day one, day two, day three, or day one, day three, day five, depending on what she's comfortable okay. with. Essentially, what you, your first step is to either hop on a phone call or a Zoom call or a text chain or something with her and say, hey, I had an idea to promote the retreat. Are you interested in talking it through with me? Okay. So that you guys can get on the same page. And it's like any other collaboration. You're saying, here's what I'm looking to get out of it. I'm wanting more people to sign up for the retreat. And if they are interested, you know, join my email list as well and promote you. Is there anything in particular or different that you want to get out of it? Here's my idea how to make it happen. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. 
having a hard time reading you today because you're feeling a little bit like groggy. I know. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm uh, low energy. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> so um, just be real communicative with me right now. Yeah. Um, that all sounds good. It makes sense. Um, I like what you said about hopping on the phone with her. Um, yeah, this, this feels good. So I know that you are feeling tight with money. June 10th is not very far off and there's a good chance you're going to be fuller than you want to be with commissions at that point. So it is a little bit of patience and it is a little bit of trust and it is a little bit of how can I make June 10th the best that it can be. And so all of your effort and talking and all the things are going into that right now. That's our bucket to fill up. And do you also remember what I said the point of this month was it's about finding them. our identifying mm-hmm. putting them on our list asking them if they'd like to be in our content hub wherever that is so that's your homework is to start that list and go back as far as you can and think of everyone that has been a part of your circle thus far The other thing you can do if you have time for more, and I might even prioritize this, is go back to all those people and say, hey, FYI, this thing's coming up. Mm -hmm. And it comes with a commission. (laughs) Yeah. You feel full? I feel like it just gave you a whole lot. Yeah, that feels good. And you helped to clarify some things that I was feeling unclear about because in my brain, I was like, retreat is one thing. Commissions are another thing. But like, you're right. I get it, that. It's, yeah. Um, that is why you are here. You bring yes. that stuff to me and I will organize it for you. Organize my brain, please. <laughs> I mean, honestly probably what I should rename myself brain organizer (laughs) (laughs) well this is great thank you you're welcome Natalie you're next and then Casey and then Katie if you're done cuddling are you done cuddling (laughs) yes I am he's okay okay for now (laughs) the next hour I'm I'm good so I'm just gonna take my pen sorry I had to okay. sleep in the basement because I didn't want to get my husband's stomach flu. So oh, I don't know what that has to do with my hair being super tangly, but it's not normally like this. <laughs> anyway. Okay. What's up with you, Natalie? Um, I'm okay now. I've been ill, which was to oh, be no. expected. Everybody. Uh, yeah. It's a change of the weather, I guess. And I've had some months of stress and now I'm starting to relax and my body knows that now is a good time to, but I'm, I'm good now. Um, I'm not very patient at being ill, so. 
Oh, I, I was, get you. I was so frustrated. And um, I would like to go over the things that we had said I was going to do in May. Um, See what's still possible and what we need to push. Is that the idea? Yes. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll see what comes up. So I have, before I got ill, I did two lives, one on Facebook and one on Instagram. Turns out on Facebook, it automatically saves and posts it afterwards. You oh. don't have to, well, I, or the, I missed it, but I started getting some um, reactions afterwards and I thought, how is that even possible? Anyway. So, <laughs> Sorry, I'm not as familiar with Facebook, so I was not, I no, did not no, know that no fact. Problem. But no, that sounds okay. good, like a good problem. Yeah, so I think I'm now going to continue working on that commission that I was filming while painting. So I might, I don't know, maybe I'll do one Instagram and one Facebook. Um, so if it automatically saves it to Facebook, I wonder mm -hmm. if you could just download it and post it to Instagram. You don't get the full benefit of doing a live, like you don't get pushed to the top of the stories section mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, <coughs> like if you're having one painting session, if it disrupts the flow for you to be like, okay, now I'm going to go over to Instagram, stop. That's an option. Yeah. How did it, how did it go? Did you enjoy it? Did you hate it? Was it fun? Was it scary? What, what happened? It was a bit, I felt a bit watched. <laughs> mm. um, I ignore, I tried to ignore it, but I felt like, well, someone was looking over my shoulder, even though there were only two people. Anyway, um, so the first time on, on Instagram, I felt a bit silly. And I, I also have to find a solution to be able to listen to music or podcasts while doing it. Because um. when, when it but it, that's a practical thing. I'll find something. Because I really missed that. Yeah. That's part of your and, process, huh? Yeah, it is. So I, it was too silent. But I'm I'm going to continue um, experimenting. So what that, about this? Is like you said, just a technical, practical thing. But maybe um, headphones on another player. Obviously, you can't use your phone. But yeah, I just don't have another machine device but um gotcha. i'll find a way yeah um so, but besides yeah. that mm -hmm. we said the point of those was to practice getting more comfortable with video yeah. as well as we didn't have an event so that was kind of our visibility thing is that right um yes Okay, so then I don't want to make this confusing, so I'm trying to decide if I want to say it or not. In my mind, visibility can be 
I want to bring in new people. But it can also be, I've already got these people in my orbit who just kind of don't really know anything about me or my art or maybe they don't quite remember that I exist. Mm -hmm. And so almost reigniting those people. Do you feel like it served either of those purposes? Um, no. no, because when I went on Facebook and, and also Instagram, it's the ones that follow me on my business page. Mm. And it, the reactions I got, not a lot, but the reactions I got were the ones that always react. Gotcha. So, but I also have a personal Facebook page. And when you said the second thing, to remind people that know me somehow that I do this, that would, I don't, I'm sorry. Um, you could. I won't use that opportunity because I don't want to bother them because once I posted that I have a business page and in my mind, they chose not to follow me. So the thing, okay, here's the thing about Facebook business pages. Mm -hmm. Last time I checked and it was, I don't know, a year ago. If you don't pay for ads between one and 3% of your people will see your stuff. Mm -hmm. So unless you're planning on using ads, I think they're practically useless. Okay. Um, I have had multiple clients have a lot of success by getting, working through that fear and just using their personal page for both. Can I make a comment mm. about that? Um, I sort of felt the same way and I'm not on Facebook all the time, just, but you know, it's like a collection of uh, family, my husband's family, you know, high school friends and, and now like neighborhood people. And, um, and I always think, well, I don't want to post too much because I don't want them to feel like I'm just there to advertise what I do. So I don't do it like real often, but then I'm surprised when I do run into people and they're like, oh, I've been following your stuff on Facebook. It's so great to see all that. And I didn't expect that people were going to be interested. So it's kind of, it's, I found that it's a little bit easier than I thought if I'm balancing it with, you know, just some personal things too. So it doesn't look like it's only business, but it seems right. like it's fine to mix the two. I absolutely think it is. I think that the right people are going to be interested in your art. And if they're not interested, they're either going to unfollow you or they're going to scroll past it. And so what if they do either of those things? Um, but it's interesting. So why wouldn't they want to look at it? The one thing that I might say is I wouldn't always be like, this is for sale, this is for sale, this is for sale, this is for sale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes say something's for sale, but for the most part, I think of Facebook using it for your business, like this is my event that I had and it was great, or this is 
hey, I'm spending my time in the studio today and I'm painting and here's what I'm working on. Like kind of like a little bit more behind the scenes take on it. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounds good. And I really truly do believe that people are going to like that content for the majority. No one's going to like anything for always ever. No. That's just not a mm -hmm. thing. But okay. overall majority, people are going to like that content. Okay. And so would you then... So based on this conversation, what I'm hearing is if I have to choose, I'm switching one of the things I told you to do to posting on Facebook once a week, twice a week. Oh, I thought it was in addition. Well, I don't want to give you too much. So I'm saying either or. Mm-hmm. When you explain to me what happened with your lives, and I'm not saying we should just give up on them because one didn't work that well. But mm -hmm. what I am hearing is this sounds more valuable than that. Okay, true. So I what agree. were the other things? Well, just working on two commissions. One I, one I regret accepting, but anyway, I'm going to pull through. I'm going to think of you and do the easy, easy mm solution for everything and then get get it done <laughs> easy then, button yep um, I heard in a book they were talking about this girl had an easy button in her office and every time someone would walk by if they felt or if they were like leaving her office and felt like something had been accomplished they would hit the easy button oh, and everyone mm -hmm. in the office knew and I was like that's so cool I want one yeah. but I don't know how you would press it <laughs> so nice yeah um, I was going to do four newsletters. That's, I mm -hmm. like that, so I'm doing that. Then um, I'm starting on the limitations thing to make my ugly paintings for, oh, I have so much um, resistance. Do you have too many limitations or too many decisions? No, or? it's good. It's, it's just a fear of failure. I have to, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to survive. <laughs> okay. I just, it's just resistance. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I know that this is a good thing to do. It's just, it hurts to not be good at something. Mm. Anyway. Can I ask you to try to find exactly what your brain is telling you that is not going to work so that at some point we could do a limiting belief examiner for you. Mm -hmm. So the question to at my mind that I have to ask myself is what exactly are you scared of? Um, that's one way you could put it. Another way you could put it is why am I resisting this so hard? Mm -hmm. You could also say, what's stopping me from just going for it? I think you've pretty much got it, but I just want you to think about it a little bit and see if it's deeper than I don't want to be bad at something or if that's really it. Okay. You can also use why. 
why am I scared of that? Why does that matter? Why, 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 why? Which honestly, at the end, if you go far enough down the why road, um, the end is almost always, I will be alone. I will die. <laughs> Usually one of those two. Yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> Which sounds silly, but yeah. I mean, that's, that's how fear works is it makes it like this deep seated thing. Otherwise it wouldn't be that big of a deal and we just all go whatever and move through it. That's why it keeps us so stuck. Well, yeah, the goal of our, the fear in us is to protect us. So yeah, it's a, it's a good thing, but it's not always very useful. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for trying to keep me safe, but I'm past 18 and I don't need you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then there was this, there was there's this man and he has a wine shop and he does wine tastings and his sister's in my art class and she asked me sometimes he's looking for artists to combine but and then can I give your contact info and so I said yes that's you know, I would love to and he mailed me and that was before I moved and but the thing was exactly when I was moving so I knew my head would be all over the place my paintings were already packed so I said I would love to but um, I'm at, that's not a good timing for me mm -hmm. and then he didn't reply and now I mailed him back because now I'm a bit settled and then so to ask for can we meet so that we could see what and or how and why and where and he doesn't reply so may, I think I blew it by saying I don't think he blew it I think he has a email phobia because <laughs> I can relate to that like maybe I if I have you. to I'll shoot off an email but if I have to reply to someone ugh. yeah I, I um so I would try a different route either following him on Instagram that would work a dm you mean a dm mm -hmm. hey sam um thank you so much for your invitation a couple of months ago um i am settled now and i would love to talk through if we can make something happen for both of us are you interested mm -hmm. And then if he reads it and doesn't reply there, then we let it go for a while. Okay. Um, that was what we had said that I was going to do. But when you said to Laura to make my to make her orbit list, I, I have my Trello thing, but it's I'm getting in the same phase that I'm going to forget people. So how is you... okay? So practically. Mm hmm. How would you not forget people on an orbit list versus Trello? I mean, I have tried all of the I things and I prefer the orbit list, but like, what's the difference? I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't know. Actually. It gets longer maybe, and it's harder to see everyone on Trello. 
Is that the thing? Yeah, and I, I even forget to add people. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not good at the discipline of... No one is. Okay. No one's good at it. I'm not good at it. The discipline is something that is learned and worked on and improved over time. And mm -hmm. just like any other habit that you have to form, you're going to fall off and you're going to get back on and you're going to fall off and you're going to get back on. But I still firmly, firmly believe that if you can use it as much as you can, it will at least double your sales. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I agree because I've noticed that I've been not picking the low-hanging fruit. Exactly. So remember the number one rule of money now? No, you're not. Anybody? Uh, well, that's step, you're, you're right. But also leads first. And if you don't remember your leads, you can't do leads first. Mm -hmm. And so you just automatically get an F. And I have been not doing well with my orbit list lately. And this morning or this weekend, I don't know. I started thinking about it. And I'm like, I haven't been doing leads first. <laughs> and so now I was like, okay, who who's around because I haven't been doing my list. Who do I need to reach out to? And I remembered two. And so I have a sales conversation coming up. And what was the other one? See, I can't even remember right now. And I just did it. <laughs> I don't know. I reached out to two people and I got two moves in the right direction because I remembered them, but I just got lucky and remembered them. If I'd had them in my orbit list, I would have had to remember them. Mm -hmm. Could you remind me where I can find the template? I will drop you a link. Oh, thanks. I might just schedule every, I don't know, Monday at 10 a.m. Do the I've number. tried that and it didn't work oh. for me, but that doesn't mean it won't work for you. It didn't work for me because... On Monday, I can't remember who it is. <laughs> yeah. So I think what we should all do right now, I'm going to do it right now, is I am going to link mine in my bookmarks. So whenever I think of something, I don't have to be at my computer. And I can just go in on my phone and do it. Bookmark. Bookmark this tab. My orbit list going in caps i'm putting some stars done okay um you can do all this in trello but once it gets big like this you start losing track and yeah. it's hard to find and so the reason why this is so brilliant is because you've got the sorting here and you can see who do I talk to last? And oh, I can't find that person. What was her name? I'll go in alphabetical order. Or mm -hmm. am I like, it's just super helpful to have it in that way where you can find the information that you need quickly. 
Okay, thank okay. you. Well, that's it, I think. Okay. Casey. Hello. Hi. Are you in your new space? No, no, no. I'm in my church office, which is oh. just a dumping ground. Um, <clears throat> and the preschool at the church is having a boisterous dance class outside of my door. So you've got this I'm thing going on. Yeah. And I'm like, what? what is this? Sorry, I was also writing and reading and doing some other oh, stuff. No, that's OK. I thought it was more like that a test. Sorry if I looked crazy. Something like a shock moment seemed like it was happening just wasn't sure what it was are you doing okay i am doing okay i i have been sick as well so there you go not terrible the but sick I'm crew sick and away and uh and busy in that other casey's house is on the market and was under contract and isn't and so there's a lot of like uh um but I am like making good progress on moving into my studio. So that'll happen like since the last time we spoke, last time we were together, I was thinking about it. And then it I've been didn't. enjoying you putting stuff on Instagram about it. Um, and uh, I've just been, so I've gotten all my paint and brushes and everything over there. And so I've, I, I've had an extended stretch unfortunately without my kids just because of some scheduling stuff and I'll have them a lot and later in the month but I've I've just had really good like I think I painted for like seven hours yesterday wow so just is so, your commission done almost um, it is mostly done uh they are coming to see it tonight so Ooh. and I really need the money so I hope they like it <laughs> they're gonna love it i, I sent them a amazing. picture of it and they were they seemed happy but um then i was able to use procreate to kind of put it in the space of their living room that i had it so um, it's a really different piece and uh we'll see so um but one of the things that's happened in moving stuff over to a new spaces <laughs> it's like I probably have like 15 or 20 pieces that I am in the middle of that I have not completed and so while I've wanted to start um this series that I had planned out for the solo exhibition <laughs> I'm like mm -hmm. oh I really need to like focus on some things that are already uh in existence and so but I had started a series on um these muses and so I've I'm revisiting that and I'm pretty excited about it I haven't touched them in probably six months so um I've got three they're long wooden panels and um <clears throat> so yeah I'm doing that so what's the I difference am... between the muses and the one you have dreamt up for your solo show so they seem well, like they could be related they're related in in that they're both about this um what inspires in the moment of transformation upon inspiration um one's greek mythology uh one is rooted in my christianity but also 
really could be translated to any sort of revelatory experience or Mm -hmm. um, faith experience. Uh, So I don't like, I'm still, I tapped back into the inspiration I had for these in the beginning. So that, that was pretty easy to do. And I would like to finish some things. I think starting more things is going to stress me out. Yeah. Um, And I actually like, I got a, I had an Instagram ad two nights ago for um, learning more about virtual assistants. So I (laughs) did not realize, however, that the company that I said, okay, yeah, I'll learn more. And I had a scheduled talk with them yesterday and it's like a full-time virtual assistant (laughs) that they were trying to sell Mm. me like 40 hours a week. So um, I don't know what's going on out there. Somebody's knocking at my door. Um, if you want to talk virtual assistance, uh, I am always open to have that conversation. Um, I feel like, and you know your situation better than I do, but I feel like you just said, I'm a little bit stressed about money and I just took on this whole nother expense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think part of it is like, it was interesting to have the conversation with him and I, mm. I'm not going to hire a full-time virtual assistant. Um, but there's a lot of, like, I, I finished this owl painting. I've never put it up on my website. I'm like, like I'm like the kid who does the homework, but doesn't hand it in. Mm. Um, high ADHD, but there's, but I also, you know, I have three kids and a full-time job. So it would be really great to have have that kind of um how old's your oldest kid 15 I've got a 15 13 and seven year old so three different schools three different emotional stages would are any of them technologically proficient slash might want an extra 50 bucks a week um I've sort of I've asked my daughter the 13 year old daughter um I've thought about it. I also have, um, I might be using a middle school drama teacher from my congregation to help with some childcare this summer. So I've thought about asking her, um, the onboarding feels like so overwhelming. Here's my thought. Um, if I were you want the dynamic with my teenage daughter, who's Mm, yeah okay. half the time I, I get that and that's totally a thing um there's tons of things a virtual assistant could help you with first and foremost of those being um you tend to do well with print sales just based on yeah all the things um and so not having let's say that owl painting up when it's finished is like not having not not having all your assets yeah so even just something as simple as i need someone to upload my paintings when i finish them and then leaving the rest off the table for now i just need someone to upload my paintings and get them up that would be the most beneficial thing that you could get someone to help you with 
And that's one process. So it's not a whole lot of onboarding. It's just, I need you to first click here and then take a picture exactly like this and then click there and then log in with this and then add that and then you're done. Hey, I've got a painting, it's over there. Can you get that done in the next two days for me? They have a step-by-step -step how to do it. You don't have to worry about anything else right now. That's not very, that, I mean, you could not pay someone that much money and it be a good return on your investment. Okay. So that's just a thought. And then we could slowly add on from there, but that would be where I would start. Yeah, I'm just aware that I'd, I mean, is there a specific um, place in here where you talk about like assume, uh, emails and like what a regular practice looks like and how to formulate that? Because I also, like I, I because my print sales are good because they bring in easy income and I hate showing up in people's inboxes. Um, but I also realized like, if I just send one thing, they're not noticing it necessarily. So I'm trying to figure out like, like I'm on your email lists now and there's more of a narrative strategy. It's not, it seems like not just like I'm selling something, but, uh, you know, here's what I'm doing. Nurturing. I don't yeah. like, I guess I don't know what, and we have a call tomorrow, but, um, Let's definitely talk through it, but I want you to watch something first. Um, and it's not exactly what you're looking for, but I maybe it is. Um, I talked through, this is kind of what I'm doing with Just Courier right now, is we are creating a, an email series because she's getting ready to take these big, paintings that she's been doing and turning them into prints she's anyway um yeah I heard the podcast with her which is you probably, did yeah okay that's where that's coming from okay great so you already kind of have an idea of what that looks like there is not a video about a email welcome series I do have an outline somewhere that I'd be happy to send you just as an example um, but also I feel like you and I could create a document tomorrow if that's what you wish to do that would say like, here's the story I wanna tell, here's the purpose of this email, here's the call to action. And we just outline five or 10 emails and then you go in and fill in the blanks and we can talk through like how that should show up in people's inboxes. I'm just curious um, to hear from people, like when you send out your emails, like what's the click rate on them? On mine? I haven't, I haven't looked in a minute. Hold on, let's see. Mm. 
my click rate is probably not as good as a lot of people's click rates. Mostly my theory is because I get a lot of my email subscribers from Pinterest and I don't think that they're very warm leads, engaged leads. I mean, I don't open your emails because I'm in your courses a lot and right. we're talking about things and I have so much, like I don't open up many people's emails because I'm- You don't need more. Um, let me see. Where's the right one? Or maybe the question would be like, what's a good rate of? A good rate from what I understand is between one and 3%. What is yours? Mine? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I never said you. Hold on a second. I'll check. Um, I guess, I guess I'm looking for like, what's the purpose of them? What, what are people looking for? Maybe they're all looking okay. So I will tell. I'm trying to answer your other question, but it's taking me a minute. Um, I don't. I don't know what mine is right now. To be honest, I can look at it, but I don't think that's the most important question right now. Um, the point of mine, how it works in my head, is I have just a bunch of. I've been reading writing emails for seven years. The ones people respond to the most, I take them and I plug them into my nurture sequence because I know people liked it and it, they got value out of it. And then I have those once a week for, I don't know, let's say three months. During all of those emails, I go back and I edit them to say something like just kind of soft selling consistent income. If you have any interest in consistent income, let me know or click here to find out more. If they click here, if they go to my sales page, any of those kinds of things, I have a, a second email sequence that they then pop over into where they get once a week, a sales email about consistent income. So I'm kind of looking for that buy-in, hey, I'm interested in this thing so that um, I can give them more information about that thing without forcing it down their throat. So not everyone is getting every email? Right. But this has just happened over like years and years. I've built this up. Like, I don't want this to be a conversation where I'm overwhelming you with how you need to do it. So that's not the point. You asked me, so I'm telling you. But if I were to tell you how to do it, I would start building up a drip sequence, kind of like I do over time, build it up over time where I'm promoting things that are evergreen, like my prints. If they show interest in a print, if they click, then at some point we could have another sequence they go into, but that gives us our 
are soft leads to add to our list to nurture. We would just have to go in every once in a while and check and see who's clicking, who's not clicking to give us that information. So it's like the, the two sides of the marketing funnel. We've got our content marketing and our relationship marketing. If we're not always touching all these people, at least we've got our content marketing helping us. Okay. Does that make I'm sense? I'm having a hard kind time of? concentrating because Frozen is like, I don't know what they're playing in the background. <laughs> let, it go, let it go. Um, so I think what I'm telling you is if you believe that what I was talking to Jess about would be equally beneficial to you. Tomorrow, let's look at one, what are the things that we are spending our time on as an overall whole so we can make sure that that fits in. And if it does, we will outline like five emails that we can start with. Okay. Does that yeah, sound good? Think, yeah, I think that would be helpful. Okay. Oh my gosh, the swell of music. Um, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. There is no sound barrier in my office. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be able to formulate any more thoughts, but um, that's okay. I think the main thing that we need to remember is like there's always all these ideas that are coming in about what should we what we should do. So first, let's look at what is our visibility, what's our nurture, what's our sales, what's our content, what's our relationship marketing, and does it all fit together? And if email marketing sequence fits into that, then we'll outline it. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that the best thing I could probably do is actually like communicate with people because I'm doing pretty well without doing that. So I yeah. imagine that if I did do it, it would get better. I'm not going to do worse. Right. Oh, Laura. Um, can you just turn some of your most popular social media posts into emails? That's one definite possibility. I can. Um, I guess that's where my question of like the content of the emails, like do people want to hear X, Y, or Z? Because some of my folks may have signed up because they bought a painting of a skeleton that I did and other ones because they like church. So I- Right. So I, you can't base it based on that because that's a losing proposition. You're just never gonna hit the mark. What we wanna build it around is the brand that we're trying to build. Um, I have, let's see, a, I'm gonna put one more thing in the chat just so, cause I think everyone's at least slightly interested in this conversation. Um, share screen. This is what I just shared. There, that's not what I meant to do. <laughs> so what I kind of try to think about is like, what is my story? What is my purpose? And what is my call to action? And I do that for every email. Um, so Based on the brand we are trying to create, it's about transformation. 
it's about storytelling it's about christianity it's about well those are kind of the three main things right mm -hmm. okay so then we're going to look at our um our content map like our, our three things and how we broke down those three things and the those are going to turn into some of these greens And I know this isn't really making sense, but actually, let me, I really want to be clear here. So let's just do it. Toolkit. Okay, so what I'm looking at, if you're listening, is in the okay. treasury, there is a seven-day welcome email series outline. And then I'm also going over the toolkit, and I am looking at... Engage your tribe, connect with content, and then the three big topics. Right. I'm listening. I'm just going to add them all. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so if we were looking at the three topics, uh, in this example, we've already got our subtopics and we've got some version. Who left? Okay. okay. We've got some version of our um, our phrase, our sentence that explains what we mean by that. So then, if we were using this example, a thing we have in common for day three, we would look at maybe this one. We're just going to pick one. Succumbing to your imagination. So we would tell a story about succumbing to your imagination. And then we would say why that's important to our artwork. And then we would do something like, it doesn't have to look exactly like this. This is an example, but tell me about your favorite thing related to that story. So then the next one would be the thing they want most that you relate to. Maybe they want to know that um, they want to feel more grateful in their life and optimism goes hand in hand with that. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to relate it to our series that we're working on. I'm going to say maybe go view the series on my website. But when you break it down like this, it all comes back to the point, which is your brand and who you are and what you want to nurture and share with them. But it still has purpose to it. So for you, what that might look like is pointing back people back to our prints a lot of the time in our call to action. But the purpose being, how can they, how would they connect with that particular thing? Does that yeah. sort of make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to try to get some mind, some stuff done before. If you tomorrow. want something to prepare. Okay. Um, you could brainstorm that what has already worked chart. Let me give you the link. Oh, it's the same link I put earlier. But um, so when I click on here, it's going to look like this. So here's the chart. 
what has already worked and you don't have to sort it into visibility and nurture and sales and content relationships and all that just kind of brain dump what's worked for me and what might I want to try and if you have that kind of semi put together a little bit when you show up we'll have more time to work on emails okay yeah I've been looking at that in the document because I liked what I saw when you did it with Jess and Emily yeah so, like I said, if you don't know where things fit in, don't worry about it. Just brained up it, and I will organize your brain for you. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. Katie, how are you feeling today, my dear? There we go. I'm good. I'm not sick. Yeah, at home though, so <laughs> not not all the way, not all the way there, but that's it. Yeah, going in later today. So, um, I was thinking I'll just catch you up on what I've been working on the last yeah. couple of weeks, like the May plan, because there's been a lot of pieces uh, in progress. Um, I sent in the Salmon Days application last week and which was the big festival in October and awesome they're supposed to get back to me soon whenever soon is like they don't seem to have like it's open through August but for its first come first serve so I anticipate I'll hear from them fairly soon yeah so we can talk more about that when I find out one way or the other um and I Keep also talking. did. I'm just going to share this so I can like visualize what you're saying. Because we did this before I made up that worksheet. <laughs> yes. Okay, keep going. Although you can't see the May, it's you're showing June. Yeah. Yep. I did the, ha the happy hour is actually in um, April, very end of April. You were kind of. Okay, so how did we end up in, anyway, doesn't matter. It was like April 30th. And oh, I had like, okay. I had like six people over, showed my work, you know, it was all neighborhood moms and we chatted. A couple of people bought uh, some small things. Cool. Um, and I didn't really do a lot of talking about my art, but you know, it was sort of, everybody likes a chance to get together, so. Yeah, that was nice. I sort of wondered if later I should have done more of a talk about specific things, but um, um, you could fun. have, it would have depended on like what kind of expectations you set up front with them. If they were expecting to come and hear you talk about your artwork. Um, if they weren't, I would take it more into like a Laura situation where we are finding um or maybe how do I say this like before they come over thinking about if I could say anything what would I say and then if those situations come up you kind of have something in your back pocket mm -hmm. uh, you have the reason or the thing that I love about talking about our artwork is that it rarely has to be a speech kind of situation where 
I'm going to prepare and really think through. And if that's what you want to do, great, like do that too. But most people that makes them really uncomfortable. They don't know how to do it. They just don't feel, they feel about it. So um, really just being able to say, what do I do? And what have I been up to? Those are the two best ways to get those conversations going and then let them go where they will from there. Mm -hmm. And you know all that, right? Yeah. Okay. Also, if you decide at some point you're doing something like that and I want to have a talk, I want to have a speech, I want to present, I'm also happy to help you with that. Like if that feels good for you. Yeah, I feel maybe if it was a bigger group, uh, I want to do that. But when I do these things that are like drop in, you know, between these, you know, in a two hour period, then that doesn't really lend itself to yeah. doing it that way. Okay, keep going. Tell me what else you've been up to. Um, I did my first Instagram live last week awesome. after practicing on my, um, on my phone for a while. <laughs> And then, but every time I talk, it's like something totally different <laughs> comes out, I guess. Um, Natalie happened to be on, so she got on and commented. That was nice. Aww. I feel like, nice I, feel really like I have the tendency to ramble. It's a lot for me to be looking at myself, keeping the points in mind, and then also, you know, seeing Instagram, putting its notifications or people getting on and not kind of lose my focus. Wow. It's like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I don't know how people do that, but I guess practice <laughs> helps, right? So at least I got it done. I posted it. I kind of wanted to go hide afterwards. Um, and then, and I have a very small Instagram following right now, but like 30 people watched it. So okay. I didn't really expect that that many people would actually listen to it. Um, so I don't know if my twice a week goal is, is going to happen, but I think once a week is probably good. I mean, that was my first last week. So if I could do at least a few more, um, I did notice that it helped me sort of take the fear out of it a little bit, mm -hmm. just having started the process. So that was good. Hold on. I want to hear what Natalie had to say. What are you trying to say? Well, it didn't feel awkward and it was very coherent and it was, it, it felt natural and you didn't seem nervous at all or unfocused. It was, I liked it. It was really, I thought, oh, if I could do that, that would be really nice. It was as if you've been doing it for years. So it was good. Wow. Such nice comment. That's high praise. Yeah. That is high praise. I felt like I said, um, like maybe 50 times. <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> Does hearing that make you feel any differently about it? It makes me realize that I notice the small flaws a lot more than anybody else does. And so that makes me sure. feel good too, that I got my point across and that people that she was interested to hear my, you know, three minute little speech or, you know. Thoughts. I love a three minute live. Like who says they have to be dragging on and on and on? 
Well, I feel like who, I mean, do people watch a live, if you have a really specific agenda maybe, but for it to be really long, I feel uh, like hard for me. Personally, I don't, but I know that there are people who do, especially depending on if, like you said, there's a really specific agenda about something that they want to hear about, then maybe they come to that like a, a talk, but I don't. I don't actually spend very much time on social media, like very little, which is weird, probably. Uh, but the majority of my time when I get on, I just go straight to my inbox and see what do I need to reply to, or I go straight in there and look for someone to say something to them in my inbox. And then inevitably I get lost every once in a while trying to get to that person's page and go down the rabbit hole. But um, so all that to say, I'm not on there to be entertained most of the time. So I don't watch lives. Does that mean, uh, I mean, a lot of people are on there to be entertained. So that's true. I think, I think most people are on there. The norm. Yeah. To be entertained. But I feel like I go out, I go there to sort of put my content on and see what my little circle is is up to but I don't like really search for things or you know in the way that a lot of people do looking yeah. for content yeah so all that to say people use it differently and there's a hummingbird somebody should paint a hummingbird nice. <laughs> um I feel like I'm trying to answer a question, but there's not a question. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing your Instagram lives. Yeah. The um, reason I why I believe we said twice per week is because we were using it almost as a fear busting exercise. Mm -hmm. And I also understand very much if I say I have to do something, then immediately I'm like, you can't make me. <laughs> <laughs> or I have so, to feel like I'm in the mood to do it you know like you don't want to force it when you're not in the mood right and then, then that's kind of putting parameters around it you know but being in the mood I go back and forth and back and forth on this like yes we should be in the mood why not why why do we have to force ourselves to do these things but then also there's month stretches where you're not in the mood. So then you just never do it. Like there's gotta be some balance there. And I'm saying that with, I struggle with that balance as well. But the more you can, one, really lean into it when you are inspired to do it is better. But also even when you're not totally there, like, can I get there? Yeah. I think and for me, I feel like having goals for the week actually works out a lot better than like, I mean, like Tuesday, Thursday are my studio time days and the other days tend to be, you know, a little bit of content and then other like home stuff or exercise. Um, but if, if I don't have like the locked in schedule of, okay, I'm supposed to do this on this day, but I know I've got a goal of like, you know, three or four important things to get done for the week. That seems to flow better for me 
especially with like, I was having trouble in the studio, like when we first started. Mm -hmm. And then when I started making that more of a priority, it became more fun to like pause and do the content stuff, just kind of slip it in. <laughs> right. Because it, it just, it kind of comes up because you are doing it. Because you're doing it. And especially with Instagram, like, oh, okay, I can do a reel right now as I'm working on this. And it doesn't feel like this separate thing that I have to create. And so yeah. I kind of like that flowiness. Um, I think, you know, I could, I did make a list of different things I might want to talk about on live. So I think that I could do it more or like more, you know, we were talking about it just for this month, like, you know, extend it out so that it becomes something I do more regularly. Um, you know, not necessarily more than once a week, but yeah, just as yeah. if we're not doing eight this month, can we bring it out into I will still complete eight because eight was what I said I would do. Yeah. But I have a little more time to do it. I completed four practices on my iPhone before I actually went out there. <laughs> okay. So we've done five. I'll give it. I mean, you that five. doesn't really count. But, no, I'm giving it to but, you. But, um, you know, I'm getting warmed up. So there's But that. the next three have to hit the button. Yeah. And then when we're done with this month, Let's see. What's your thing for June? June. One-on-ones, a newsletter. It still says IG Lives. Um, relationship invitations to eat outside and to our art galleries with you. Habits, we're inviting people to our studio tour, our one-on-ones. And projects is our nurture sequence. Yeah. So, so it's all still flowing nicely. It's flowing. Yeah, and this month, so I've done a, I haven't done a studio tour. I have a friend I'm trying to connect with for that. Um, I did a newsletter. I'm meeting with someone tomorrow who, um, she does health and fitness stuff, but she also does like a social group for women that I went to. It's like a once a month thing. I went last month. It's kind of networking, but it's mostly just kind of for fun, like out, they go hiking and paddleboarding mm. and do outdoorsy stuff when the weather's good. That sounds fun. Um, and she was interested in maybe collaborating, having me do an art something with the group, which is like, I don't know how big it is, 20, 30 people, I guess. It's good sense. Um, and that would be great to connect with her and, and the people in the group. I, I think I've sort of had this block of like, I don't really want to teach painting like it just mm -hmm. doesn't really inspire that's me okay. I don't want to teach people to do exactly what I do because mm -hmm. I don't know I just feel like that's my personal thing and I don't I just I don't really want to teach other people exactly how I do what I do um so if you I don't like thinking, teaching huh if you don't like teaching which is totally fine uh then I go to your content topics and look at what of those subtopics is most related to what this collaborative person is doing and mm -hmm. how can we do a talk or an activity or a something around that doesn't mean we have yeah. to teach them our style well and the other thing I realized too is like looking through some of the art books that I have is like you know we could do a smaller project of you know make greeting cards or you know yeah 
create a mandala or, you know, something that's like, it's art related, um, but it's not really like doing formal, get out of canvas and paintbrushes and try and mm -hmm. finish a whole piece in one class. So you've got feels. one that says um, natural rhythms make you feel your best. So you could do something about uh, kind of a combo of that and patterns create a calming harmony. And you said mandalas, like, I feel like that all kind of flows together. Mm -hmm. um, so for my daughter's elementary school class, the teacher asked me to do something for her. And, you know, I'm not going to teach them marketing. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I also don't have like a art medium or style or anything really that I do anymore. So I was like, well, what can I do? And I remembered that, you know, mindset is a big thing about what I work on and elementary is real big on emotions and emotional health. Mm -hmm. And so I taught them like this exercise where they make the scribble and then they color in all the little containers of it and helps them like think about their emotions and how they're feeling in that moment. Kind of like a meditative thing. Mm -hmm. Is that something that, I would have brought anywhere else, probably not, but I was looking at what do they need or want? What can I offer that's mine? And how can I find that overlap? Okay. So that's well, what you're that's looking fun. for is where's the that's overlap? Kind of a more fun way to approach it than feeling like it has to be this formal. Yeah. Instruction, you know, because some of those things, they don't, you know, it gives people the creativity to kind of do it in their own way too. Right. Um, if you just provide the materials and then the idea behind it. Behind mm -hmm. the so yeah, I, we haven't talked. Well, we're going we're going meeting up on Thursday, but um, I feel like there's lots of possibilities with that. I just kind of need to find out maybe what she might be more interested in, and it probably wouldn't yeah. be until the fall anyway. And then like in the middle of that, let's say you did go at the mandala, mandalas, you could also say like, you know, here's why this, I love this process. It's super fun. It's easy to do. But the reason why I chose to do this with you guys is because patterns is a really big part of my work. And I love patterns because it helps um, create this calming harmony and it helps me see connections and it's like this universal language that brings us together. And like, you can talk about your work mm. in snippets throughout why you're doing that activity with them. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's called seeding. Seeding, that's a cute name. It, you're not selling, you're just... Actually, most of the ways that I teach you to talk about your art are technically seeding. It's yeah. just, here's what I do and why I do it and why I like it. And here's like a, a little lead in, you grab it or not. Sharing who you are mm -hmm. and what you like to do. Um, okay, so the last thing I want to talk to you about was I went to go see this gallery in um, Kirkland, which is about 30 minutes away with a... Um, a friend of mine who's also an artist. It's a co-op gallery. Um, and it was a really nice day when we went, it was on the weekend. And 
it's a like great area, lots of like restaurants and little shops around. So there were lots of people kind of milling around and um, I had a good impression of it, of the gallery. Yeah. It, was, it was like 40 artists, I guess. Um, it's pretty small, but when you walk in the walls, it has like, you know, a bunch of sort of V-shaped walls so that they can hang all the art on both sides, um, but a good variety of work. Um, and it, I guess it's emerging and established artists. Um, most of the artists that have worked up there, it looked looked more established. Um, mm -hmm. Good variety of different styles, not all painting, but mostly painting. Um, and we so your first homework was to go and check it out, see how you felt about it. Yeah. And then the second part of that was, was it to talk to whoever's working and just get a feel for it? Did you do that as well? Yeah, which I did. Um, talk to her and she had joined. Well, there were two people. One was doing accounting or something, but the woman that came out to meet us, um, she was from Louisiana, but had lived here for quite some time. And she had the big paintings on display that you could see like kind of from, from the street, mm -hmm. abstract. Um, kind of floral paintings and she joined like right before the pandemic so I think I think the gallery actually closed down for a while like everything else um, and it's like right the location where COVID happened to start <laughs> uh, not you know not at the gallery but same city um, so I don't know like I didn't get specifics on you know how have sales been for yeah. her She's part of another gallery too but um it looks like they have receptions. They're especially busy in the summer because it's like it's right by uh, Lake Washington, so it's just a nice summer place to be. And um, they have receptions, I think, at least every month in the summer. And my friend who I was with had submitted for this. They have a miniature show that they're doing in July, and they said they get submissions like all over the world for this show. I didn't really understand the framing part of it and I ran out of time. So I didn't submit anything because I kind of wanted like formal framing and it's supposed to be like <laughs> four mm. by six, I think was the biggest it could be. Um, the frame so, or the art? No, it doesn't matter. Just curious. Uh, I think that and the art could be four by six, but it all had to be framed, which is like confusing. Uh, it was just confusing how to have it framed like look like it's professionally framed when it's that small because that seems like gotcha. a lot of effort for something that small and also that has to be like has to hold up so that it looks the same small as it does big as in true miniature quality and I just I wasn't sure if I could achieve that but but my friend that I went with did get a piece in so I can go back with her for the reception in July and check it so out. So the end result of this was I feel like I want to apply to be part of the co-op. Yeah, or... I do. You do? Okay. Yeah. You, you know, you've been thinking about this co-op for a long time. A little while, but I hadn't been over there. I'd just been looking at the right. website. Um, so I feel like it would be good for visibility because of the location. And I mean, especially if I would be able to do it relatively soon um, because summertime's probably the most popular time. Mm -hmm. to be there um but it is it's a couple it's like eight hours a month it's a volunteer there because the artists run the gallery and it's a financial investment it's like 120 dollars a month to for your dues to support the gallery so I kind of did How, the math. what's the commitment on it six months okay 
and you feel like um, that amount of time and that amount of money feels like an equal exchange for you. Yeah, well, I was doing the math and I figured, well, if I sold, well, they, instead of taking half, they take 25% commission on artwork. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of nice. Um, so like in a year, I'd have to sell like two paintings, you know, one big and one small to cover the cost. Um, yeah. In a year or in six know, months? I think in a year. Okay. I'll have to check that. But um you know if i'm in there for a year and i don't sell two paintings it's probably not worth it anyway yes i mean no i don't know um, i don't know how common sales are you know i didn't get i don't either yeah. i have a, a let's call her past client who um has been that was kind of her main thing was she was part of a co-op and uh that was pretty much the only place she was showing up because it took time and it took energy. Um, and she never really made many sales from it, if, mm -hmm. if any, until she, she was in the Money Now program. So she um, took kind of the, the Money Now concepts and applied it to a show that they were putting on and ended up selling all three of her paintings. So if you're going in saying, well, I'm just gonna be a part of this co-op and hope to make some sales, I think it's possible that it can work that way, but you're really gonna wanna tip the scale in your favor, meaning like when you are working, looking for those leads, adding them to your orbit list and your content place and like, uh, inviting them to things and like that kind of situation. I think in that instance, you can almost definitely get your two sales in. You mean can you just from being there? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Connecting with people who come into the gallery and sort of. Yeah, if they if they hover in your area, you're like, oh, those are mine, and blah, blah, like just talking to talking, having conversations with them. Probably often people will say, oh, which ones are yours? And like, you could even start out talking about the gallery. And, you know, everyone who works here is an artist and we've all got our own little sections and like just having those in-person moments with people. Like it gives you a good opportunity for that. And the galleries, I assume it's not against you like one-on-one -on -one connecting with people if they are i'd be out i mean yeah that doesn't really make sense i feel like it used to be like kind of like they separated like your online world versus what the gallery does but that doesn't help them so i think more galleries are more apt and i can't speak for every gallery galleries are as different as people but i think galleries are more apt to put you in now the more of an online presence that you do have because mm -hmm. it's more of a collaboration that way where you're helping feed their monster yeah. <laughs> and it's not all on them, even though that's kind of their job, but. But then it's artist run. So it's kind of like, it's up to other artists to help sell your right. stuff. I mean, they have some staff and they also have some sponsors. So oh, nice. they have some kind of extra 
support. Well, the fact that they have worldwide submissions for the mini show, that they're in a good location, that they've got established artists in there, those all seem like good signs. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Okay. So your next step is to... Are you ready to apply? Do you need more yeah. information? What do you need? What do you want to do next? Um, I guess, like, do I, do we think I need more information based on one visit? Like, I sort of have my sense of it, but. I think a sense is really strong. I tend to make most decisions based on my gut rather than all the information because right. that can just get confusing. Yeah. But if you feel like you need more information, um, I might look at the website, find a couple of artists that you feel you could talk to and reach out and be like, hey, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about applying. What do you think about the space? Okay. Are you That'd glad to be there? Yeah. So are you going to apply first? Or are you going to reach out first? I think I might reach out first because I think yeah. the applying, I, I need to look and see what they need and take a little time to... Reach out to three and go find out what your next steps are to apply. Okay. I know they have the application online, so um, I just need to see. I mean, I think they just want like three images and some kind of bio. There you go. So that's not too complicated. Nope. And you probably already have a bio from your last application. Remember, we're making a folder. Oh, yeah. But, well, the last application, I didn't really ask for very much. So it's just a. That's why if we're having a folder. So we're adding information to this folder. So no matter what yes. they want, we can pull. Yeah. Because I feel like every time somebody wants information about you, like I, I write it a little differently, depending mm -hmm. on where And you can is. always edit from there, but you've got your yeah. starting base. That's true, because I sort of feel like I'm starting over every time. I'm like, okay, what do I want to say this time? <laughs> and you could have three different bios that are like yeah. your standard and you pull from the right one, which are like, this is a, a, a process of building this up. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're a little over. Um, so I do need to get going, but I felt like this was a, a good chat today. Would you guys say the main point maybe collaborations I think we talked a lot about collaborations not really with Casey but what's what was your takeaways did you have a takeaway e? anybody I mean I definitely think we we talked about we did talk about collaborations so Okay, well, that's what I will put then. Okay. Collaboration and communication, I would say. Mm, there you go. Because you talked to Natalie about how to talk to the person and me about how to talk to the peoples. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks for that input. I appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.